At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, and I'm Mark. Yeah, okay, that's what I went with for my intro. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on, I guess. Yeah, we're moving on. Uh, joining us today is none other than the father of lore, the master of the materium. Oh. Um, the leader of... <laughs> the library. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> In other words, a librarian? No, uh, a didact. Oh, oh okay. my god! Uh, is Christian? It. Welcome back to the show. Always uh... been a minute since you've been on. Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute since we've been in the studio. Yeah, I feel like just with summertime. So if people are like, "That's a lot of bonus episodes." It's summer. It's tough to do. Everyone things. needs a vacation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people hassling me on the Discord. They're like, "Mark, you don't work. Like, uh, why aren't you just banging out episodes?" They're like, "Oh, you know, guesswork. Eric goes to school." Still. That's right. I blamed everyone except for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's odd because I also <laughs> deflected all blame from <laughs> oh. myself. Um, dog ate my homework. Uh, the dog ate the dog that ate my homework. <laughs> the aliens came and took the dog that cannibalized the other dog that ate my homework God for damn. research purposes. So we can all come up with a million believable excuses, I think. But we, we did make it back in the studio. Regardless. That's right. So that's and nice. now with the approach of autumn and the weather cooling down, I'm confident that we're going to get right back into our regular swing. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this next season of Lorehammer. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, we still have like a lot of cool topics like Imperial Knights. Have you guys ever fucking heard of those things? I am blown away <laughs> that we have not done an Imperial Knight episode. Yeah, yeah. So there's still plenty of cool things we got. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so today we are going to be doing uh, one of the very requested type episodes. And it's just how to write in-universe lore. Um, 40K is a big setting. And, you know, there's going to be... Hundreds of books written, and it's hard to sometimes find out what you can do and what you can do. Thankfully, it's really not that complicated. 40K doesn't have that many hard rules to follow, and even though hard rules are like kind of suggestions. Yeah. Um, but the universe is so big and so inclusive that you can kind of just fit whatever you want into it. There's a place in the planet where almost any idea you have is is possible yeah um but i think a lot of times what people do is they take these ideas that maybe more are on the fringe of what you find in 40k and they kind of ignore about how the rest of the universe might interact with this idea and so i think that what we're gonna do and a big portion of of the focus on how to write your chapter is how does my chapter interact 
with the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty big portion of what you need to know about your chapter because a lot of the decisions that you make in terms of their culture and how they interact with each other, how they view... Their tactics even. Absolutely. Like whatever. That is going to affect how they interact with other Imperial Guard regiments or other space marines. Yeah. So, Are they like the flesh terrorists? You know, <laughs> yeah. A little too fond of friendly fire? So I think a lot of what we're going to do today is focus on things that you might have missed Mm -hmm. when considering um, things that your chapter does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Other things, we are going to focus on things that you need to know. Absolutely. You need to know when your your chapter is founded. Now you can say it's an unknown founding, but you need to know that it's an unknown founding. Like you need to have details. That is an essential thing. Um, so, yeah, we are going to do that for this episode. We are going to try to just walk through the essentials and what we think is going to help you guys write your own chapter and keep it in-universe as possible. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, even though it's a big universe, that's the double-edged blade. Now you can pretty much do whatever you want. So you can but get crazy. You don't gotta... pretend that the choices you make don't have consequences, though. Yeah. So I think that's something that we're all going to find out pretty quick here. Yeah. Uh, okay, well... That was kind of ominous. <laughs> <laughs> you will find out. Listen the fuck up, people. <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're only focusing on Astartes chapters. Yeah. Uh, we have a list of a bunch of other things we want to do, like regiments. Yeah, how do you make your own guard regiment? Yeah, how do you create a Necron dynasty? How do you create a Tyranid fleet? Yeah. You know? So, and we're, we, at some point, we want to get through all of those. Yeah. So, if you really like this episode, let us know, um, and we'll continue doing more of them because we haven't really done an episode like this before. Yeah, so. this, this will be a first yeah. for us. So, let us know. Um, but yeah, so let's let's dive into making um, a Space Marine chapter. There are a couple big things we're going to get into right off the top. I bet people are already ready, just tensed up, <laughs> waiting to hear me A little sit. clenched, yeah, you yeah. know, in the sphincter realm. Yeah. But we're going to try to just go over this really quick. There are some in-universe rules that... We aren't going to consider. We aren't going to consider. Right. No Regardless f- of how you feel about it, we are just going to remove it from our table. Yeah. So the big first big thing when writing Space Marines... No female space range. Right. I didn't write this, so don't yell at me. But this is a rule of 40K. <laughs> and we are going to follow it. We are. Uh, another thing, when writing a space marine chapter, don't write about an unknown Primarch. Like, you can, you can do that, you can do whatever you want. We, but, like, it's just, I, I can't get invested in it. Lots of people can't get invested in it because it's just, it's not real. <laughs> for 40 it's not real wait a minute like... i'll let myself out what's, what's <laughs> odd is that a lot of people use the unknown primer as oh this is so you can like write your own but yeah. it never made much sense to me they are so ostracized in the lore that it it really is hard for me to consider them as being like a um like a believable part yeah. in the imperium yeah to be fair, that probably was a change over time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I think before the, the, the horse climate, books, yes. But in our current climate today, of where we understand 40k, bringing in the unknown primarchs, it feels like you're like it's an edginess for edginess's sake, and yeah. there's other things that you can do that yeah. can fit in your pieces a lot better. Yeah. I fully agree with you, um, but I do find it kind of ironic that, like, if it's it started to have an open door for fans and now it's become, like, a sacred cow that we can't really mess with anymore. <laughs> no, like, but, and I, I agree with you. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. you know, yes, if your whole purpose is to write about a unique Primark and, like, oh, this is a cool idea I had, whatever. But typically, you know, when you're doing your own lore, it's one of those things where, like, oh, my my chapter, it's it, like, over 
over specializes your guys. Right? Yeah. yeah, my chapter is like anointed by the emperor personally, and they're the best in the galaxy. Oh, you know? that's yeah. another thing we want to talk about. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so that's messing with existing characters' lore. You mean Gulliman and Dorn can't have a <laughs> chapter master directly to be their only son? <laughs> so <laughs> I think they should. <laughs> I struggle to enjoy when people write in an interaction with Gilliman that obviously did not happen or couldn't have happened or couldn't yeah. have happened. Yeah. yeah. Or just like, or why did that happen? Like, why did Gilliman yeah. do this crazy thing? Personally, like, yeah. Find you um, to give you this task or do that. Thing right. Yeah. And I think people there, there's a heavy handedness that people employ because they, they spend so long with these characters, you know, They've seen how many books where Gilliman is there and he's this awesome figure and they want to include it in their story, but it's way too much. Yeah. Um, when Mark was first sharing the story of the Liber Malleus with me, I swear to God, I had an aneurysm. <laughs> I didn't even read it. I literally saw the capital G <laughs> and knew. I read Gilliman and I was like, I threw it down and I'm like, first of all, wrong. <laughs> Second of all, heresy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually when <laughs> I texted him back and I was like, this is ridiculous. And he's like, you actually have to read the whole thing, Eric, <laughs> before you yell at me. And you can include them but it has to be such a light touch. Very light. Like, like, our light touch was Gilliman was signing a document and he signed us into existence. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's it. There's a billion paperworks on his desk and yeah. he happened to sign You're that one of one. the many. Yeah. 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 So it, while he isn't in the story, he is not involved mm -hmm. in our story and he made no conscious effort. And I think that is a really light, subtle touch to even though he's there and we have his signature on the wall, yeah. he's not a part of anything involving us yeah and exactly I think that just like my father <laughs> he'll get those smokes one day Christian. don't worry he'll be back yeah i know he'll be back so messing with existing characters lore if you're a little nervous about it ask someone yeah you know i think that a lot of people in our discord are pretty good touchstones for it but also just avoid it it's really easy to yeah. think of any create other your own reason. cool character absolutely exactly. yeah yeah yeah, 40k is like built for you to make stuff in. So as cool Stop as it stealing is, stealing other people's toys, <laughs> you can you can even make some like really cool people. Like you could make like your own high lord, a high lord of Terra, of, was my if you want. Yeah. You know what I like, want to make? Sign this chapter, absolutely. And then you know this high lord's been dead for like fucking four centuries. Well, or whatever, actually, but... they had a plan to take over all the high lords of Terra, <laughs> oh, yeah, and they like... almost succeeded, <laughs> right? Like there's so much history that you yeah. can include that is ambiguous and like not nailed down so. i would i would write my own primark is what i would do as you an unknown <laughs> primark you yeah. son of a bitch <laughs> you see how he turned that around uh, i told you he wasn't allowed in here <laughs> um yeah so that's something just kind of be aware yeah they're not just be character. gentle be gentle with those characters <laughs> yeah they're um, sensitive. <laughs> sensitive and so are we this, now, another uh, nice thing we're going to quickly talk about. You've heard me rant and rave about Chimeric Gene Seed and all I that. I actually Trader included Gene that in seed. the notes. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I've, I've talked about it. If you're going to do it, man, just don't. <laughs> so, um, I find when you do it, that's all you can fo focus on. Okay, they're Trader, Trader Gene Seed now. Okay, so why are they loyalists and they're allowed? They know they're Trader and they're okay with it. This guy's okay. It just all you can then focus on is the fact that they have traitor I, chimeric gene seed when it doesn't actually matter. I think that goes back to a lot of people don't consider 
how these actions will affect the wider affect, galaxy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In their interactions as a whole, you have this really awesome idea, mm-hmm. but you put it in this a picture frame. And it's not a moving picture because you've just taken a still thing and you're like, this looks really cool. But the reality is like that picture has a history, but it also has a future and a present. You know, how is this picture interacting with the rest of the universe, which is also moving at its own pace? And people just aren't they don't consider that. And so if if there was anything I could leave you with today, use your goddamn brains. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. Right good. <laughs> right bad. But yeah, we think that there – I can't think of any – I can't really think of a good chimeric gene seed. I I feel like I've tried. I feel like I have tried yeah. to like nail down what I thought would be like a good way to include it while still being loyalist. And honestly, just, and just because it's beyond my skill doesn't mean it's impossible, but – You're better safe not the, doing it. Yeah, you have I to do so. too many gymnastics that – it's hard to even get to anything beyond doing those mm-hmm. gymnastics to figure and, out what's going on and why. And we're beating the dead horse <laughs> of primary of chimeric gene seed right now. But this goes back to something that Mark had written down, and it's get a gimmick, but don't let the gimmick get you. Yeah. And I think that's really good. If gimmick, if chimeric gene seed is your gimmick, it's gotten you immediately because you almost without a doubt have failed to consider the implications of chimeric gene seed. Yeah, and, and that and instantly means now that like your lore is not it's much harder to like slog through now. Yeah, um, because all we can think of is well, we know they're going to interact with this, and so whatever your gimmick is, it needs to be a, an aspect of your chapter, mm-hmm. but it cannot define your chapter. Yeah, so like the biggest example of this is just space wolves. Um, like we have some examples of them where their gimmick is obviously wolves and it's just slight little pepper little sprinkles of wolf in there you know but then on occasion they let the gimmick get them and all of a sudden they're riding wolves into battle and there and, are no wolves on fenris and, and there are no wolves on fenris and, right you know, so this is your brother yeah whose pelt you're wearing because yeah. he turned into a wolf and then you hunt him down <laughs> but there are no wolves and skinned him right yeah, well, yeah gw course. let yeah. the gimmick get them on that one for right, sure yeah um you even have uh, i'm not gonna say it but blood angels sometimes it can get a little much for me. The whole like blood thirst, on blood yeah, and vampire and blood and vampire and more blood and vampire. Hey, you guys shut your mouth, otherwise they're going to launch a blood strike missile at you. <laughs> and you don't want to be on the receiving end of one of those. Well, I'd rather get a blood strike than a hell blood round. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> blood shard, blood shard, oh, yeah, blood yeah. shard. Yeah. So yeah, we think like a gimmick is cool and yeah. it can really set apart your chapter and offer them something unique. Mm-hmm. But let's not go overboard. Don't overdo it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, I've been notoriously bad for overdoing it on some of my gimmicks. So. And <laughs> something we used to call is a special snowflake. If you sound like a special snowflake, <laughs> try and dial it back. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay. Or, or give yourself some downsides. That's but... right. Yeah. <laughs> Let there be a negative to your yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, so those were kind of some things we were kind of like just overall rules that when writing a lore, it's good to kind of avoid those or just be aware. Yeah, like, whatever. Like if you want to do any of them, I don't, I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm sure, not I'm gonna kick in your doors. Christian's gonna <laughs> I find, will find you. you. I'll treat you like <laughs> I a treat will a puma. Find you. <laughs> like a tr- criminal? Like a puma? Oh, I'm gonna treat you a like, puma. like a puma. Murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you with, with my your bear. Hands. <laughs> oh my god! That you okay. took from the bear that you killed with your spear? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Over your gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Cool. Let's so, <laughs> let's do it. So today we're gonna focus on loyalist Astartes specifically. Yeah. 
Uh, because we thought that there's already so much that you have to consider with these things. And we kind of broke it up into, or I guess I was just musing, writing down my thoughts, you know, <laughs> letting my pen take me wherever it wanted. Uh, um, Mark actually has this really cool uh, resource, which is like a, a website that someone developed. Well, yeah, so... Um You've heard me speak about this before, Fantasy mm-hmm. Flight Games, the Death Watch RPG where you play as a bunch of space marines. They came out with this chapter creation tables. So we're going to be relying heavily on this because it this really if you have no context for 40k, you can go through this and boom, now you have a chapter. If you have context, you could go through this, pick and choose what you want, mm-hmm. add a couple things, you know, or you might not use any of it. But I know for me it's really good, you know, you get to see a lot of the essential things that are needed. Um, so yeah, if you want to check it out, it's in the Death Watch. Um, I think it's in the. F- I'll look it up, but the Death Watch book from Fantasy. Point yeah, Games. I don't think it's in the core rule book. Oh, it's in like okay. uh, it's in one of the supplements. Yeah, it's called like Chapter Creation, maybe. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe um, I, I don't believe anything. I, I can yeah, picture so, the cover so, in my head. Yeah, yeah, I know. me too. Yeah, it's got the I dreadnought know. on it. Yeah, yeah. son of a bitch! <laughs> if you're out this. there listening, screaming <laughs> yeah. at your thing, someone definitely. Is. <laughs> I can hear you, and I'm ignoring you. Um, <laughs> so the first section that was kind of on my mind when it came to let's like build a chapter is the creation of the chapter itself and who created the chapter. Um. You might not know this, but also you might. I mean, in terms of our chapter, the Libra Malleus, we did know. It was Gilliman who signed the executive order that effectively created the chapter and started it. And so there might be... Um, I think a, a High Lord is most likely to be the one yeah. that creates a chapter sanctioned. that yeah. sanctions it. Yeah. yeah, But that doesn't mean it's the only one that can. I'm sure you could include an Inquisitor somewhere yep. in there or Boy. a Lord Commander somewhere over a Segmentum or mm-hmm. over some Crusade might requisition something. Or another chapter could spawn another chapter. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. There's plenty of examples of Ultramarines doing that where they'll take like, their captains and now they go Send them off new... to their own chapter and they yeah. create a new one around them. So yeah. there the are a lot of... Aurar. There's a lot of different ways you can do it, but the Genesis moment of your chapter is really cool to know. Yeah. Um, And in the Genesis, like, everything's created for a reason. So somebody created it. Why did they create this? Um, I'm going to turn over to the Fantasy Flight Games thing. And they came up with a couple cool uh, different ways. So strategic prognostication. So this is kind of our seers say they might be a threat here. So then they found a chapter. Absolutely. I think too many people, um, well, a lot of people assume that people just like, they just create chapters out of nowhere. But even me, when I was considering this, like chapters are very much created to answer specific scenarios, Mm -hmm. whether it's a threat of an invading army or there's uh, a planet, like let's say Vigilus. It would not be out of the realm of possibility to declare a chapter created just designed to protect Vigilus. Yes. Yeah, um, or to go crusading, to go retake Vigilance. Absolutely, and that's their only focus, and yeah. that's all they're going to do. And when they do that goal, maybe then then they're given another one. Yeah. But I think a lot of times chapters have that very specific purpose in their creation. Yeah. Um, next one, retaliation. The enemy is building a forum or forming a what? Found a chapter. <laughs> um, what are they doing? Found a make chapter. A t- make space marines. <laughs> yeah. Um, or it could be for a counterattack. There's mm-hmm. some enemies over there. Found a chapter. 
or a standing force. Uh, there's no this marines or this sector has no marines in it, so you find found a chapter. Yeah, there's almost when everything's a nail crusade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when all you have is a hammer, there's a planet over there. Found a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that can really help flesh out. Um, the purpose and focus of your chapter is knowing why they were created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's something that not many people really focus on yeah. is like the actual reason of their creation. A lot of people just say my chapter was founded in M blank. Arbitrarily. Yeah. 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 Whereas my chapter was f- founded in M35 to deal with the demon incursion on the crown worlds of blank blank. And after that, you know, we've gone on, but this is where we came from. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be a part of an existing founding. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. So that was another one. Um, you know, I thought of why not just be part of the 21st curse founding? Yeah. Right. Or any of the other foundings. Yeah. There's, there's even, obviously 21 to choose from. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think there's even more. There but, are because yeah. there's post founding. Right. And then yeah. there's even with Primaris opens up a whole new game. Absolutely. Of yeah. yeah. Honestly, I didn't even put Primaris into this because I couldn't even think of how to include it in here well there you go but yeah i think the creation and having those ideas nailed down even if you don't want to include it in your story is important to shape your chapter itself mm-hmm. yeah because it, it will kind of it could determine a lot of the chapters like personality exactly. yeah. and that like can help determine tactics are you home-based yeah. are you fleet-based yeah exactly you know? yeah. like what's your command structure actually like yeah um someone actually tossed me their homebrew lore uh, a little while ago and their chapter was part of like an extra judicial council that was designed to like deal with a threat that the imperium was Having and it was like a council made up of like two space marine chapters, a couple of imperial guard regiments, an cool. imperial navy, and I thought, man, I do not see that often enough. Yeah, like special councils given special powers in order to fight this specific threat. Because a lot of times you just see things working on their own. Yeah, that we do have some examples too, like the black. Uh, the Eye of Terror had like 13 chapters or whatever. I forget yeah. that. They and they're called. all part yeah. of this like same yeah. thing devoted to the containment. The Eye of Terror. Yeah. yeah, so maybe you're a part of a group like that and you Absolutely. have very close ties to these other brother chapters and stuff. I... Yeah. I mean, after hearing that, it blew me up, and I was like, man, if I ever write another chapter, 100% they're being part of this council. I love <laughs> yeah. the idea of yeah. these this chapter master, like, entering the council room and having a lord commander <laughs> next to him and having the segmentum commander next. And oh, I, It was very cool. It's I, I thought it was really cool to picture that as opposed to just this chapter master you know, doing his own thing, picking his ear. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, we should find a chapter. I yeah, guess. exactly. <laughs> I think that would be nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that was really all I had for the creation. Oh, and when. You know, you... Yeah, yeah. That's if a, you know, <laughs> or at least you so, need to answer the question of, do you know when the chapter yeah, is... Unknown finished. is a totally valid... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. ...answer as well. Like, like you said, as, as long as you know, oh, it's unknown. It's lost to history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that also opens up an entirely new aspect yeah. for yeah. you to go down. You know, <clears throat> where is your history? Is it is hidden it part or of is you? it unknown? You know? Yeah, are you looking to yeah. reclaim it or yeah. did they just forget? Or yeah, yeah. You care about it being buried on time. purpose? <laughs> it's so long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, has someone actively covered it up? So right. there's a lot of things to consider. I think when it comes to the Genesis, but. You don't necessarily have to give these hard, strict, specific answers. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So the next thing is, you know, they've decided to create a chapter. Uh, 
the location. It's mm-hmm. important to think where they're located. Are they fleet-based, perhaps, in which case it doesn't matter? Are they just in segmentum store well, next to the towel? Even fleet-based, you, you might say that it doesn't matter, but the galaxy is a pretty big the place. The galaxy is a big place. And yeah. so are you focused in a specific sector yeah. around – maybe you're focused – on Armageddon sector. Yeah. And all you're doing is hunting down orcs in that sector. You know, you can't afford to be tied to a planet, but you have this fleet and all you do is hunt orcs. And that's a valid thing for your chapter. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you can narrow this down. Like, I wrote all the way from segmentum to sector to yeah. star cluster, star system, planet, <laughs> and then location on a planet. Yeah. Like, don't forget that planets are absolutely huge. And saying my chapter is on this planet, like yeah. you, it's okay, you can say that, but it doesn't offer any kind of insightful information as to what it means that they're on this planet. Yeah, like why did they choose this planet? Absolutely. How does the local population interact with each other, yes. if at all? Is there an is indigenous it just a stronghold? Yeah. yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Are you just a fortress and you have zero contact outside of on your planet? Are there no other besides people on for your the planet? child abductions? Of course. Well, yeah, <laughs> that even goes into recruitment. We'll talk about where you're pulling from. So. You need to know where your planet or where your chapter is based. Yeah. And if it's not on a planet, I think the only other option is fleet based. Yep. Or, uh, yeah, I guess it would be. (laughs) (laughs) I think the weirdest one that I've come across is the Imperial Fists Hmm. because they claim that their homeworld is Terra. Yeah. But it's not actually Terra because it's more that they're on the phalanx. The Praetorians of Terra. I want to have a word with you, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I find that that's just one of the, the weirdest chapters where it's a lot harder to understand why they say it's Terra. Yeah. Well, because they don't like because they were commissioned after the I know. siege of Terra. But most, Look, we could get into it. We, right. And we will. <laughs> most <laughs> go fight. I think that most chapters when they are on a planet claim some level of ownership or authority on this planet. And it feels weird for Imperial Fist to claim they see themselves as guardians. Yes. Then like owners. But that's a very yeah. different thing. Most chapters do not subscribe to that. Right. But that's something you could like also include in yours. Like are your are your is your chapter just guarding this planet, but they don't actually take ownership or possession of it? Yeah. I guess, are they doing yeah. it on behalf of someone else? Like, hey, like I'm doing a favor of like some ancient you know, commission that we had to always guard this planet, right? Right. Or, and, and yeah, that's less of I own this planet and more this is my service and right. my duty. Exactly. To this planet, yeah. Or yeah. even like uh, Dark Angels, right? Their home planet got destroyed. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Are there? You no longer have a home planet, right? Yeah. Or like, how did your chapter evolve past their mm-hmm. where yeah. they are? Right. Just because you're a fleet based chapter now doesn't mean you necessarily always, always were, were one. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm just like, and you could have complicated mixed histories. Oh, right? like I know, like even when it was, um, when I was considering what it meant to have a planet-based chapter, um, I was like, well, what is the nature of your relationship with the planet? Um, and I thought a couple things that might be really easy to nail down is, you know, what's your planet's classification? Is it an agri world? Is it a hive world? Death world? You yeah, know, we've gone through planet classifications before. Um, are there any other inhabitants? on this planet any noteworthy plants or animals you know you always hear about a couple things from the the catacan mutation yeah. home planet and, and luther mcintyre five that's of right um, of course and the chapter that which, whichever one that the ferris mcintyre marine <laughs> whichever one that ferris manis came Max from Lewis. had the dragons on it oh right no one cares T- about tell me i'm wrong manis, Eric. oh I'm no, you're right <laughs> they it feels like um 
if you even if you don't want to populate an entire planet's flora and fauna, it's nice to give it some kind of personality yeah. by these things. And it could tie into your chapter's nature, like you know, absolutely that animal yes. is their icon, right? Yeah, absolutely. like you because seems- you should have a relationship with whatever your base is. Uh, my base abandoned me years ago. I that's no your relationship. That's your relationship. My base, relationship with <laughs> my base went out yeah, to get yeah, cigarettes okay. and yeah. uh, never came back. I thought that was your father. My father is my base. <laughs> All your base are belong oh to your God. father. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I think that if you want to do your planet, well, well, you don't have to. I think it's really neat to also give your planet some personality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and if you're fleet based. Uh, it's cool to give your fleet a personality. Absolutely. Like, it's so easy to think of like how a world affects a population. It is easier to it's consider easier. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, jungle, okay. But then like think of like how generations live and die in these fleet based ships, how that would then affect the culture. Like that could be really cool too. Yeah. You get these really insular pockets of people who might not interact with other people, or they might choose to be particularly um I don't know what it's called. Standoffish. What's looking for a different word, but um, that'll work, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Dickish is that the right? That's word? the word you're looking for. Assholes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no matter what you do, you can have like an explanation for how this affects your chapter itself. Sure. So something definitely to consider. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing for a fleet that I considered was, man, it's cool to know what ships you use. Yeah, yeah. man. There's like in a fleet, a Space Marine fleet's not that big. We're talking maybe you got 10 ships. Mm-hmm. So it could be pretty cool to name them, know exactly which ships. Absolutely. How yeah. old are they? Yeah. You know, what yeah. class are they? What are they carrying? Do they have specific duties? Yeah. Like, because that. Sorry, Chris. Some could be unique ships that, yeah. like, the Phalanx, right? Obviously, you don't want to compete with, oh, mine's the biggest or, you know, mine's the fastest or. Right. Against a light touch, right? But Absolutely. Light having touch. A, a unique, like, oh, this ship is like a, an old artifact from a long time ago that it's unique because they're all, the other ones are destroyed or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Or we float on the chunk of our old homeworld. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which is, that's just classy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just strap some engines on the back of that thing. We'll get this planet up and running again. <laughs> in no time. <laughs> Slaps rock. We're going to fit so many dark angels in this um, One thing to consider, too, about fleet-based um, is just re- uh, attrition of okay. resources and yep. stuff. So with a planet, it's very easy to be like, yeah, you have people mining the planet for resources, trading that to the Mechanicum. With the fleet-based one, you have to then think of new arrangements to get material for your fleet. Absolutely. Um, you maybe- can't just constantly assume that you are getting ammo and mm-hmm. armor and recruitments yeah. all the time because you are mobile. Yeah. Um, so that's something it could go both ways. Your chapter could get like all the good gear, whatever that means, or they could get all the shit stuff because it's late and they like get it. You know, they've been cruci- crusading for a hundred yeah. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it could go either way. So, um, I hope you yeah, guys are you... forming an idea of a chapter in your head as we're going through this. Oh yeah, because I, I definitely am. <laughs> visions of Caliban over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's important to know how to how they actually get those things. And once you determine whether you're going to be planet-based or fleet and you kind of have the knowledge of where you are, 
Uh, something that r- comes up real fast is where do you get your stock from? <laughs> your stock, that's And nice. by stock, I mean your cattle or your recruits. Your little boys. Your people. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Little boys is accurate, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where do you pull your initiates from? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, that will obviously play a lot on what you've chosen, like if you have a planet. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're fleet-based, do you have a relationship with specific planets where yeah. you can come in amicably take children do you the perform? fucking red tie man <laughs> yeah do you perform raids on people yeah and like you just abduct their kids without their consent yeah which no is... it's fine we're the good guys <laughs> death to kids. you and we'll take your sons yeah. so th- those are definitely things to be considered and a lot of that especially i think if you're on your own planet that will affect how you interact with the inhabitants on the planet itself how mm. do they see you yeah are as you... you as you take their sons are you saviors or demons yeah you know yeah um Kind of going back to the fleet base thing too, they're like, I don't know why I'm just like picturing like a crusade fleet where you have like peasant ships that tag along. So you have okay. like your chapter fleet and then you have like a bunch of other like ships mm. in the fleet that aren't officially part of your chapter that could have like uh. civilians who are living normal lives. And even the ship crews on space marine fleets are manned by humans. Yes. Like you could have families. Millions of them. Yeah. The you could have whole families, cities, like in the context of the ship, but essentially it's the city's population yeah. right? who are having kids, right? So you could even harvest from within your own, your own group, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would, that would, I would be surprised if that could keep up with the demands for a, a space Marine thing. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing, I, I'm just throwing ideas at the wall and hoping something sticks. Don't, yeah. Don't assume that you can't just pull from the population. Yeah. 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 That and comes within with your fleet. Inbred mutants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so with recruitment, so you figure out where they come from and then figure out one trial, one trial that you put these poor children through, something that shapes them into, you know, what they become. Turns boys into men. Yeah. Do, do you want this to be like a chapter specific trial? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a chapter specific trial. Like, So all... should it relate back to the chapter somehow? Like how the space walls have to drink from the cup of Wolfen? Yeah, it could. It could like... It also could just be, you know, some test of endurance okay. that the planet likes to do. Sure. It, I could see it going either way, really. It could be anything, but I yeah. think you definitely need to have one trial that, you know, relates to the chapter or the home world or whatever. Either, you know, relates to one of them. It's a good one. Yeah. My guys just sit in a circle and they talk about their feelings. That's the hardest trial of them all. <laughs> Is Man. looking inward. Yeah. <laughs> To unload the burden of a heavy heart is... Oh. <laughs> I couldn't survive that trial. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something to consider is what is the success rate of your from your recruits to Battle Brothers? Yeah. How many children must die before <laughs> one is made as a Marine? The yeah. answer is always going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, yeah. Um, you have to consider like what's the pull on the resources around you. If you say I'm a planet-based chapter... And all that's on your planet is a small hamlet and <laughs> of comprised of, you know, 200 people. Yeah. And that's your Fishermen. own yeah. resource pool. It's your only resource pool. Well, sorry, but your chapter is not going to last very long. <laughs> all so, your recruits died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. One made it through. Actually, he's just a servitor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You really need to consider, like, that Space Marines need a lot of resources. Yeah, like, they, they, they throw this number out, like, one in a million become a, an Astartes. If that's a realistic number, who knows? Yeah, but kind of like keep that in the back of your mind, roughly. Yes. You it, know? I think the one in the million, it kind of just throws out that 
it's so hard to comprehend how many people die. Yeah. But one in a million, that's just insane. So to get a full chapter, you need a billion humans? Is that how that (laughs) – no, because that's only a hundred numbers. No, I think you're right. Yeah, okay. I don't actually know. Yeah, 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 because – 1,000 million. It's a billion, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd need a billion guys for a chapter, essentially. That seems crazy. (laughs) Earth could found seven chapters. Well, yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) That is too low. In we my need opinion. more. In my opinion, <laughs> we need to up the birth rate on yeah. on Earth. That's right. But yeah. keep in mind again, you're skimming the top of the top, right? It's not like a thousand of anyone. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, a thousand of the best and strongest and yeah. hardest people you can right. find. And, and I think, and then you kill all them, and whoever's <laughs> left might stand a chance of becoming a space. May yeah. <laughs> I I don't think they're taking like all million children <laughs> and then like they get like three people from it and the other million are dead oops <laughs> i think they're being a little more selective than that right not all chapters, yeah well i mean they like, pre-screen people too right? yeah that's like, yeah if you're clearly not gonna make it they're not even gonna consider well, well there's oh, genetic oh, yeah, screening. Yeah, yeah i was just about yeah. to say yeah that's something that is essential genetic screening you yeah there's to... no point in putting you through these trials and putting the work into you if the genetics the gene seed just won't even attach to you so yeah. That, that's also an important thing. Yeah. Um, that's what happened to me. Speaking, oh yeah, they tried that to recruit sucks, me. And, uh, yeah. Better luck next year. <laughs> maybe next, <laughs> maybe uh, my genes will change next year. Maybe on the next red tie, a different <laughs> chapter will come through, and you'll be a match for that Their genetic gene code. Yeah. I um, believe in you. Speaking of gene seed, though, that's the next thing that I I kind of figured I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um. So, who is your uh? Prognog, prognagodurder. Who's your ancestor? Your genetic yeah. ancestor. You yeah. Know? Like, Where do you come from? Yeah. Are you a Dornian? Are you a girly man? Oh. Uh, is it obvious that I don't care about anyone other than? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Can you name all the royalist primarchs? I. Fucking unfair. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone wrote that song. Yeah, that's <laughs> <little> nursery and <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, that's and a... sometimes I'll ferry <laughs> I think that is a really meaty question. What, mm-hmm. where does your gene seed come from? Mm-hmm. And that, like a lot of people, I think they agree that it shapes a lot of what their chapter is. Some people, I think, are a little too focused on it, and others, mm-hmm. I think, aren't focused on it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, space marines are very rooted in tradition and culture. And it's really important to them to to look back. And in fact, I think for a lot of years in Games Workshop, Space Marines were way more focused on looking back and keeping tradition and ritual alive yeah. as opposed to looking at what they could do for the future. Yeah. And with the Primaris, it's kind of changed a little bit. Yeah, but, but you are right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, also, and I know this is a sticky subject, and I've Ooh. come at it from the other angle for the most part, which I'd still stand by, but sometimes your GNC does have a very real effect on what your chapter happens. Yeah, chapter it can. Happen, it definitely right? Particularly, can. I'm talking about mutations. I know we've, I, multiple, multiple times we've gone on huge tangents about your gene seed does not dictate yeah. your, <laughs> culture your culture or your tactical yes, preference. But sometimes yeah. Yeah, that doesn't there mean it doesn't an, have an to. effect. Yeah, yeah, like if your gene seed, the, the one thing makes you incredibly hostile, you're probably going to favor close combat then. Like it's just kind of a natural progression. But it's it a, doesn't mean your gene seed makes you close combat. It doesn't combat. lock you in. Right, yeah. yeah. Or things like the red thirst. Like yeah. it's just a reality. If you choose to take Sanguinis' gene seed, there's a chance that yeah. your chapter will suffer from the red I don't thirst. even think it's a chance. Like I it's think 100% all, right? I think all uh, successors of 
the blood angels suffer from the black rage and the red thirst. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know exactly, but I, yes. I'm fairly certain I read that, but yeah. I'm not 100%. But either way, you have to take that into account, Absolutely. Right? You need to consider the flaws that are coming before you and how you um, interact with it now. Yeah. Yeah. And you really need to consider that, especially if you're Blood Angel. It's one of the most well-known. Space Wolves is another one that it, if you chose to make some weird chapter, you know, a successor from the Space Wolf Legion, you will have to deal with the the Canis Helix or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, and you can't just pretend it doesn't exist. Um, so here's a fun thing, too. Uh, I This has definitely changed with the introduction of Primaris, I'm, I'm sure. But, like, Space Wolves, they don't have successors. They've had they two, yeah. and one of them got wiped out, and the other one fled or something. Uh, same with Salamanders. They don't have a lot so of successors. So I have a question for you then because yeah. we're going to talk about Gene Seed Tithe. Yeah. And Space Wolves must also tithe their yeah. Gene Seed. So that means the Administratum has a stockpile of this Gene Seed. Are they not making other so, chapters out of it? So this is where Fantasy Fight comes in. It's really cool. So they actually came out with like uh, a bunch of percentages. Like what percentage chance – is it that you come from this chapter and then they go even further? So it's like Ultramarines, you have a 10 60% chance coming from them because they've founded so many chapters, right? And their yeah. gene seed is so stable, it's most likely yeah. that that's where you're Absolutely, going. And then they yeah. take it one step further, and this will answer your question. So they take it to how likely are they to suffer from gene seed mutation? And Space Wolves have a 75% chance gene seed mutation rate. So yeah, they're donating it to the High Lords. But it's but, not as stable as they'd like, so they aren't mm, using it as yeah. often. Oh, salamanders. That's a very good. That's a pretty good reason. Yeah, Salamanders, they have a 90% fail rate. So they also had one of these chapters where they don't have, I don't think, a lot of successors, if any. Um, so let's but say, that's kind of let's say someone chooses. Yeah. I want to be a salamander successor chapter. Yeah. If you don't include something about the mutation rate in your gene seed, it shows that you you just chose it because you like the name. It not showed because... that you're ignorant, is what it showed. Well, you, like I don't I know, like food. <laughs> like this one, I can so like I didn't include this in my top essential things like this is not like a no females astartes one like if you want to make a space wolf chapter it's so easy to say like i don't think think anywhere i don't know man i don't think i am in the in the camp of like if it says there are no successors there are no successors i'm just not sure how how it's it's said that though how specific and how direct. and that and that has I will say that that has changed it used to be a hard and fast rule particularly with space wolf yeah remember well they refused didn't they yeah um but since the introduction of Primaris, that kind of kicked open a lot of doors for now we don't know or I, it's open yeah. season. I also think that there are enough chapters whose genetic heritage has been hidden <laughs> or purposefully classified, um, even experimented on. I would not be surprised if you could say that um, I'm not a public successor of the Space Wolf chapter. But I'm a secret bastard yeah, child. Yeah, <laughs> even if your chapter has absolutely no idea what, what their genetic history is, um, I think you can still write that down that you know what their history is and how, considering what their flaws are and what their mutations are, how does it affect this <laughs> chapter that actually doesn't know? And maybe they're struggling to find what their genetic history and ancestry yeah. is. So. I, I think I agree that I would not say that, ah, yes, the 12th company in the Space Wolves has actually left the Space Wolves uh, and have made their own chapter. Yeah. I would not write that. Yeah. yeah. That goes back into the territory of, like, named characters and already messing with established Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I, I don't really have a problem with 
an experimented chapter or an yeah. unknown or a hidden class. Like, it would just one. be so easy to say, yeah, the 21st fa- founding, yeah, they made some Space Wolves. Absolutely. Chapters, and yeah, they don't I, really tell anyone. I would argue, again, like, to me, that's just a step below your own Primark. Sure. Like, it's probably not the best way to go about it. Like I said, anything that's explicitly written, yeah. I would avoid. Yeah, me too. Like, if you can help part, it. Like, I think the explicitly you don't have, written, though. You don't have to be Space Wolves to be Vikings. That's the first thing I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I see that a lot because people uh, okay. just like Vikings, but they're like, I don't want to be Space Wolves, so I'm going to make them successors because I like Vikings. Yeah. But yeah, You don't have goes, to do that. Yeah, it goes Carl, back to that. I know you're listening. You don't <laughs> have to do that. Maybe I'm I'm misremembering something or I just didn't read it properly. But even if it says that there are no successors... There's always workarounds. Well, it just sounds to me that the Space Wolves have said they don't have any successors. And the Administratum gives them a thumbs up and says, (laughs) you're right, there aren't any successors. But that doesn't mean that there aren't any out there. I have no children. In the system. Thumbs up. <laughs> huh. I, I agree, Christian. Does that make it true? Yeah. But yeah, I I think that you can have a reason. I really like actually that um, table that shows the likelihood of what chapter you are derived from. Yeah. I think too many people underestimate the number of ultramarine successors that are out there. Uh, do we want to go through some of these numbers real quick? I think they're really cool. Okay. Yeah. So ultramarines, you have a one in 45. Uh, Blood Angels. These, what you, rate is this? Uh, mutation rate? Oh, no. This is like chance that you come from them. This is if or you're do you want the mutation rate? Okay. No, no. What's the – yeah, the randomized – one in 45? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that percentage? Break it down. 45%. No, sorry. 45%. Sorry. <laughs> it's 45. Sorry, Eric. That, that's one in four. Yeah, that, so basically you roll a no, D100 like and if you roll four. a 1 to 45, you, you're an ultramarine. I just worded it. Oh, like a it's, a it's a 45 percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Blood Angels, you got a 10%. Dark Angels, 5%. Uh, Traitor Legion or Unknown, they did include that, and it's a 5%. So it does wow. happen. But that's also unknown. Yeah. There's a lot of unknowns that do not come from traitors. Uh, Imperial Fist, 10%. White Scars, 10%. Raven Guard, 5 Iron Hands, 5 Space Wolves, 2 Salamanders, 2 Christian, yeah. 0 <laughs> I, I do – I like that 45% for Ultramarines. The other ones, they seem very similar. All, a lot of them hang around that 5% mark. Yeah. Um, which might just be for easy math Maths. or whatever on yeah. their part. Quick maths. But I really like the Ultramarine as the huge lion's share yeah. of where you come which from. Which is a reality and, again, something we've addressed before. Like, Ultramarines don't have to be me-me. They don't have to, like – Yeah, they don't have to be Just because you come from them, you don't have to have anything really to do with Ultramarines Absolutely. other than – You probably – Dolomin is your founder because just statistically speaking, Christian fathered a lot of kids out there. And he doesn't <laughs> know who they are or where they are. <laughs> but they're out there and he knows it because there's a lot of them. And they're coming. The sea. <laughs> they're coming for them. <laughs> just like my father left me i left them um it's a great cycle <laughs> one my children will also carry on <laughs> but yes there's some sweet other gene seed stuff here that i would love to read through so gene seed purity um they have different categories and it just kind of describes like the purity of your gene seed so pure the same as the progenitor in terms of purity and maintains close links to it so, like, good examples of this are, like, Dark Angels. Like, they kind of all – successors are still part of the Dark Angels. They're all very tied together. They have together. a lot of it's connections, all, yeah. It's all kind of, yeah. They don't stray too far from each other. New Generation. Gene Seed is slightly divergent because of attempts to breed out flaws, leading to the chapter being less 
linked to its progenitor. So these would be most chapters, you know, most aren't really tied to their parent legion. You know, a couple generations happen and they get their genetic drift. Yeah. Um, altered stock. Gene seed is altered and some implants are deficient. Roll one trait from the gene seed deficiency and mutation table. We'll uh, read through those too. Uh, and then flawed. Uh, chapter's gene seed is flawed and sets them apart from their progenitor. Roll one trait from the chapter's flawed table. But yeah. So yeah, there, there's different states and like, yeah, you, and different styles. Like one might be altered and one just might be naturally occurring. Um, so these deficiencies are pretty cool. Like gene seed deficiencies, just pick one of the 21 gene seeds and you can come up with some type of cool deficiency. If I think you, you want. can, um, there's some that I, I would think that cannot fail. Yeah. It's Cause some carpace. Yeah, exactly. I think one. that's the only one we've ever really, I don't know how I would on. feel about the other heart and the lungs. Oh yeah. I think we failed. agree on those. And the, the first phase where yeah. it's like you get all your, Bone your big enhancements, ones. your second heart, second lung, yeah. So there's definitely some that can't fail, but that doesn't mean they can't have deficiencies. Like yeah. if you said like you have your second heart and it works, but every once in a while you get some weird heart palpitations. Yeah, like suck. you get it a might, heart attack in one of your hearts. It yeah. might like play into like like they might then relate that to like a vision of the emperor or something and there's yeah. like weird like heart palpitation they see visions yeah. like and then maybe that when you're that, dying <laughs> when that heart fails they have their vision and then they're pulled off the battle line to now fulfill a different role or oh, something. Cool. So, as a chapter champion yeah oh, like there's God. a lot of things yeah. you can do but there are some that just i think cannot fail sure um but yeah i He's, love the deficiencies in chap in GC. yeah you are quite deficient aren't you eric have you seen the red hair and blue eyes <laughs> and color deficient eye color <laughs> womp womp <laughs> Sad. So here's what they've got. Oversensitive oculobe. I can't see in the dark. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Your then, helmet takes care of it. So. <laughs> Some of them are just funny. Malfunctioning uh, megalochrome. Uh, so that's just weird color skin. So like uh, Raven Guard have this. Right. Night Lords. Yeah. Salamanders. They become really pale. Salamanders. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we could read through them, but they're all kind of whatever. Yeah. Lost organs are another big thing. Can you spit all, can you spit? That seems yeah. to be a common one that's missing. Imperial fists. I think acid. one of the reasons why that's so common that it's missing. Because it doesn't really affect Because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but no, I think that's a good thing to consider what of your, which one of your 22, 23 now? Yeah. 22? Because there's, the, it was 19 and then they three added more. three. So 22. Yeah. Um, so yeah, which one of them are failing? Which one of them are degenerating? Which mm-hmm. ones have failed completely? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was what I considered, you know, um, what was the gene seed's flaw and how does it affect your recruitment and your replenishment? How does it affect your day-to-day activities, whatever your flaw is? Um, how does it affect how you do warfare? You know, if you have like, uh, I can't even consider this, but I don't know. Maybe there's a flaw out there that causes you to be really good at something and really shitty at something else. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then how does your flaw affect your relationships with other Imperial forces? Now, one of the big things I considered was the Dragoons, the Bone Dragoons. Imagine if you had bone spurs. Black dragons. Black dragons. Yeah. That's bone dragons. I, I was on the right trail, <laughs> but I couldn't, fin- I couldn't finish, you know? That's a common problem. Everyone, <laughs> lots of people have it. Look it up. Again, 
genetic deficiencies. <laughs> but call Imagine your doctor. <laughs> you get a space marine, and he pulls off his helmet, and there's just bones jutting out from every part of them. That will affect how you can interact with people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know? oh, you're a demon. demon. <laughs> oh, I see. Your eyes are red. Perfect. So depending on what your flaw is, it yeah. might have a lot more of an implication beyond just, oh, well, I can't do my, my <laughs> yeah. flaw. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So you need to consider that. Yeah. Wow. Um, another thing that I thought of was how are are the gene seed stocks easily replenished during normal attrition warfare? So let's say you're you have a regular attrition rate of your guys. You know you're involved in regular things. You're not getting exterminatist or losing ninety percent of your guys in one blow. Yeah, but you will have casualties exactly as you progress through battles. Because yeah, there's not. I I said I said are your gene stocks easily replenished during peace times and then i was like space Wait. marines don't really have peace times but less war times I don't know. <laughs> transportation from war <laughs> yeah kind of so some gene seeds might really easily be pulled and like mature and they're grow. always at maximum power yeah yeah and others go. might like you pull five gene seeds and only one of them is a successful plant yeah you know so that's something to consider is how good how good your stock is um, how well kept it is, yeah. how many Marines are you losing versus how many you can grow back. Yeah, and you mix that into with, like, how many recruits can you actually get. Absolutely, yeah. What's you your implantation success yeah. rate? Yeah. You know, like, your gene seed might just be so hard to implant into your stock. Or maybe you're having so much trouble finding a stock that your genetic code matches, so you're just shoving it in as as low success rate <laughs> just, as possible. That's what I was doing. I was just shoving my genetics in as many people as possible. <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to hit the lottery <laughs> at some point. One know? of these kids hopefully is famous and rich. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll call them. Yeah. That you can look at. Retirement plan <laughs> taken care of. <laughs> and then I think the last thing that I had really thought is um, – has your mutation rate changed over the course of history? Mm. Did you start with a magnificent gene seed? You know, it was pure and good. Have you gone undergone some traumatic things in your um, in your chapter's history? You got hit with some weird radiation, mm. or there was a warp malfunction yeah. in your drive that has like caused your gene seed to corrupt yeah. or break down, or so, just time 10,000 years yeah. is a long time so you need to consider from yeah. the time of your inception to now how much has changed in yeah. your gene seed and maybe you've even reached the point where you become a doomed chapter where there is nothing left for your gene seed like you, you are just only degenerate yeah yeah and this is your chapter now and you're going yeah. on one grand hold crusade you still make more marines but each one is less whole than the next and they're oh. just failures just doomed to die yeah. on the battlefield now I it's two million recruits just to get your one marine instead of one million recruits and like even that marine is fucked yeah. <laughs> he's not as good as his brothers so there's a lot you can do in gene seed yeah. and you don't have to make it chimeric to be cool yeah you don't you can it's... put all these awesome things consider all this great stuff and i think that is way more interesting to say that i'm a knight lord and an imperial fist and that makes it so i can see in the dark oh! and paint yellow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're I listening, would Carl. Yes, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> I would consider all those things before I even before it even crossed my mind <laughs> to do Chimeric. Yeah. Okay. Other than this really cool Chimeric. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
You guys said that you could also have perfectly fine gene seed. Too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your gene seed can be totally fine. Yeah. And yeah. that's absolutely normal. Or yeah. oh, it's okay to have. Uh, anything else on that website that we want to add in? Um, I don't think so when it relates to gene seed. Okay, cool. Um, well, at this point, I think let's take a, a quick break. Uh, we're going to be right back, though. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And welcome back. Uh, let's keep going. We just finished Gene Seed. And so now um, the next thing on my list was relationships. Ah, well, Eric, <laughs> when a man and a woman, yeah, we're going there. When a man <laughs> and a woman love each other, they will get into a relationship. Yeah. And or if a man what comes wants to next? spread his genetics over a vast population, he will. I don't know. I've never what will gotten do? that far. <laughs> what do you do, Christian? You just you just go around skeeting places, or what? <laughs> Hoping someone sits down. Yeah. Oh. on the people's faces and shit. You're the one leaving your <laughs> semen everywhere. You're the Calgary skeeter. <laughs> oh, that, that's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome back <laughs> from our ad break. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, relationships, and I think this is one. That is really overlooked. Mm. I was adamant that I wanted to include this in it because too many people don't consider this. <laughs> cool. Um, and I had two points that I want to make before we dive into it. One is the Imperial Cult. Okay. What is your chapter's view on the Emperor regarding his divinity? Yeah. Is it he better a be a god or else I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, but Terry the Templar sure will. <laughs> uh, is he a god or is he not a god? Sure. doesn't matter to me what you pick. But I think it's important that you nail that down. Yeah, yeah. And then the next thing I that I thought was interesting that you guys might not think is as important, but the Council on Nikea and the Chaplain Edict. So the Council on Nikea effectively made it uh, illegal to be a psyker um, in that moment. And then the Horus Heresy kind of overturned that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was very unofficial. Like it was kind of – they never really renounced yeah. the Council on Nikea. Yeah. They just said – well, maybe we do need a little bit of <laughs> you know? Just a little bit. Just every now and again. And then all of a sudden, they're like, it'll never be enough. We need more. It'll oh, never be enough. 10,000 psychers for the emperor each day. <laughs> yeah. 
So the Council on Nikea and the, the Chaplain Edict, how does your chapter view the immaterium? How do they uh, regard chaos? Well, that which should be the enemy. But how do they regard the Imperium powers? Hmm. Um, do they think it's meddling in powers beyond your knowledge? Do they welcome this knowledge? Do they aspire to all be held in the throes of orgasmically awesome <coughs> Imperium powers? Uh, and then the last one is, does this affect any other institutions outside of your chapter? And let's think of the easy one, Black Templar. (laughs) Just by coincidence. They abhor anything to do with a warp, and therefore anyone next to them that exhibits warp powers is in danger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're a Primaris Psyker. Do not be around the Black Templar (laughs) when you're shooting out lightning bolts. (laughs) Yeah, because they, they'll they'll look after you with a bolt pistol. Yeah, probably they'll help yeah. your immortal soul yeah, yeah, by yeah. sending it to the emperor <laughs> where you belong. That's right. So I think personally, for me, those are two things that I would definitely make sure I consider with my chapter. Sure. I, yeah. I, what, I, do you have any other things that like when it comes to like how they might affect relationships? It could blend with things like like you said for the divinity thing, like. They might not even have chaplains, or does a chaplain? Well, that's the chaplain edict, right? Right. Uh, so the Council on Ikea banned um, psychers, and then they declared the chaplain edict that we need a new role, and they to declared watch. that all chapters must have these chaplains. So, are you ignoring this edict? Right. Or does it take on like a by like a dual role, right? Like, like the Iron Hands, exactly. Who have Iron Fathers, right? Right. Who Where they are tech involved in tech and. and the fulfill chaplains. the role of a chaplain, yeah. right? And like yeah. you could blend uh, your caps have one too. They have iron priests, yeah. right? So you could blend Maybe not iron rune priests, rune, rune priests, priests. Yeah. yeah, wolf priests probably, probably. Yeah, well they don't they don't use magic, so they don't really <laughs> yeah, need yeah. the chaplain. power comes <laughs> yeah. from the planet, which is totally different. Yeah, where does your power for your psychers come? That's an important qu- <laughs> the warp. It comes from the it's warp. Always a warp. <laughs> it's always <laughs> the warp. It was the warp. <laughs> always was. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Some space wolf has like a revelation, like, oh my god, it really is just chaos. <laughs> Somewhat like some Black Templar guy behind him with a broken like, yes. it always was. Yes. Make that meme somebody with artistic <laughs> talent. Uh but yeah, I think that the warp is a really important one to consider, and then the Emperor. Uh those are like my two big ones. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um Anything else in terms of what you like I know as I'm asking you off the top yeah. of your head. Well, like, yeah, so then like you have like how do you view the emperor then depending on how that happens you probably form a cult so then like a lot of these space marines they have like really crazy cult rituals where they're like drinking blood and sacrifices eat. even yeah, yeah exactly so even these like um it's it would be cool to come up with like some type of you know if he is an emperor like what sacrifice do you then do for the mm-hmm. emperor mm-hmm. Um, if he's not then like you're just soldiers. That's fine. You can fight for just humanity. Absolutely. That's yeah. Fine. You can you you can fight for him and be just as loyal without saying that. Oh, he is the god. But I think you if know? you declare him a god, I think you should come up with like some form of worship beyond just battle. What, what does your cult or religious experience look like in your chapter? Exactly. I think that's awesome. Because yeah, it might just be meditation and darkness. Who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. But you can come up with something cool. Yeah, I've, I've seen lots of cool ones who take like real world real world stuff and like insert it right. So like. A Mesoamerican themed space marine chapter, they like equated the emperor to some blood god, right? Mm. And so they do traditional things like that. So, yeah, and that's a cool depending thing. Depending on your like real world inspirations, too, you could like mirror something like 
playing worship music. <laughs> really loud. The blood of the lamb. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but that's cool too. Like the the Imperial Creed, like it it infects any religion that it comes into contact with and kind of just takes it over. Yeah, like okay, so they're worshiping this blood god. Well, yeah, our emperor is also the god of blood too. And in a way, in a way, <laughs> one of the crazy. Like, <laughs> Stop this, worshiping corn. Yeah, this that's can a bad one. bleed all the way back into where your chapter is based. Are you based on your home planet? Did they have a religion before you got there? Yeah. Are you trying to indoctrinate those people into the Imperial Creed? And the way to do it is to bastardize their religion yeah. Yeah. into and your make own. it fit. Yeah. yeah. So what are some things that are on your home planet that you've included in your, you know, religious, in rituals. your religious rituals? Yeah, like are there some prayer beads that, you know, they mm-hmm. have on the planet? There's a, a fetish <laughs> that they wear around their neck from the time they're four years old or yeah. something. And yeah. you have to wear that now. And that's actually a token of your devotion to the emperor. Mm-hmm. And maybe you try and incorporate the Aquila into this fetish somehow. So yeah, there's... If you have an Aquila fetish, I'll be the first to admit. <laughs> Make the sign, Christian. Oh Thank yeah, you. that yeah. feels so good. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> Squeeze for the Emperor. Squeeze. <laughs> Anyways, I think that um, yeah, you you should be bleeding all these things back into your story, sure. right? Yeah. You should be able to see kind of the flow of your chapter as it grows. Yeah. Um, okay, still on relationships, though. I think one of the most important relationships... It's a relationship that... with your father, damn it. Because, <laughs> again, you <laughs> the emperor is your father. You know, I think maybe... Let's just dial down 40K. <laughs> Christian, is there anything you want to talk about? Your... No, Dylan's not here. Your I daddy? Need, I need Dylan to talk to <laughs> Dylan's my therapist. Uh... I don't think you're going to like his solution. Uh... <laughs> um, but I think one of the most important relationships a chapter might have is with the person that arms them. Yeah. And that's the Mechanicus. <laughs> you know, you got two important relationships, your arms dealer and your drug dealer. That's right. That's yeah. right. Very, very valid. Yeah, you can trust those two. That's right. They're your best friends. <laughs> yes, sir. Because you <laughs> yes, give them money. Um, yeah, so the Mechanicus. How does the chapter arm themselves and maintain their arms? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, the Mechanicum is, does not owe the Astartes chapters anything. Absolutely if they want to start with nothing. holding resources they could or affection they could withhold affection you know what i would how sad i would be if i didn't get a little peck on the cheek <laughs> whenever they give you your drop off of daily bulk absolutely <laughs> yeah from the mechadendrite just you know, slides out from under the robe and gives me a little lick or whatever uh, it's wet you know it's comforting it's warm little do you know it's just taking it, dna sound <laughs> to clone you and yeah you know, send your clones off into the battlefield to die at Skatari. Like, well shit <laughs> Uh, but yeah, are is there a forge world close to you? Yeah. Um, do you have to do long missions to try and you know resupply? resupply yeah. um, Maybe you just say fuck the Mechanicus and you just scavenge the battlefield. Yeah, that will affect you know how you look and how yeah. you appear. Um, are are you beholden to the Mechanicus? Are they beholden to you in some way? Did you way? save them on some planet and they're like, okay, we'll swear to you that we'll provide you with X yeah. and Y forever? Do you cut out the Mechanicum completely and you only deal with maybe third parties. a third party? Maybe there's a planet that technically isn't part of the Imperium oh. but supplies you with things. Um, maybe you come directly from the High Lords of Terra and you don't wish to deal with the Mechanicus. So I think that no matter what your relationship is, you should declare how these guys are able to make war yeah 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 we ran out of bullets years ago now we just use our fists (laughs) (laughs) we called ourselves the imperial fists 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it happens. Yeah. And then if they punch too many things, then they become the crimson fists. <laughs> then they become the iron hands because they have to replace right, the they hands. Replace them. Yeah, yeah, they've punched so many things, all the paints chipped off of their armor. Their so and then at, at some point, yeah. they just become, they replace so many parts of them, they just become iron warriors. <laughs> and then they become creatures of the night. <laughs> yes. And they become blood angels. <laughs> you didn't Every see that one time. coming. No, I did not. Natural progression. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I also have a bunch of other things here, like the Imperial Guard. How yeah. do they view the Guard? How does the Guard view them? Yeah. Do uh, you like allies? Yeah, do absolutely. You are you are you good at working with allies, yeah. or are you surly and taciturn? Do you view collateral damage as not a big deal, or do you care about that? Yeah. Or, yeah, are you super friendly, like the mm-hmm. uh, Salamanders, right? Like, yeah, the Guard love when you show up. You're, like, really, truly angels to them, right? Like, right. Yeah. And your and your Space Marines have a good relationship with humans. They're actually able to not be, like, psychopaths and be like, Absolutely, yeah. Have do a you, great day, Charlie. Do you view them as real people, or do you just view them as, like, disposable Meat people? Yeah. yeah. Um, Lesser so than you. The Imperial people. Navy as well. Yeah. What's your relationship with the ships that might ferry you or the regiments around? The Imperial Navy is a little less, but... It isn't yeah. something in and of itself. Yeah. Well, if you're a fleet-based chapter, you might have heavy relations Absolutely, with the Imperial yeah. Navy. So, um, Are they part of any extrajudicial powers or councils that we – I already talked about that. So cool, though. I, I never thought of that either. I hadn't yeah. either. It blew my mind yeah. how simple a thing would completely change the dynamic of a chapter. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, are you a part of it? Uh, have you participated in any councils before? You know, mm. you formed the council for um, Torellion, and the Torellion system was under fire, so you all participated in that, and now you all have a badge for wearing, being in there or something. But I'm just trying to figure out if you made up that word because you know it's something in 40k or like subconsciously you just said oh i that pulled one. it from world of warcraft oh okay okay yeah he was a, a paladin okay okay one of the first r.i.p yeah well wait is he dead yeah he's r.i.p but technically he's alive because we're in the land of the dead now so yeah when death becomes meaningless that's right yeah. You hear that, Age of Sigmar? <laughs> <laughs> um, another relationship that you really need to consider is what chapters do they have a good relationship with? Yeah. What chapters do they have a bad relationship yeah. with? Um, if you're a Dark Angel, you have to consider, are you part of your, like, are you part of the Dark Angel chapter still, like all the other the unforgiven, The right. unforgiven as a whole. Or yeah. are you just, you know, the High Lords made it. And that's that. Right. Were you, did you have no part with the Dark Angel? Yeah. Maybe you have their gene seed, but you've never interacted with them even. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, the galaxy is a big place. Like, just imagine, yeah, you have your Ultramarines. They founded you. You go even to try to find them or something. Galaxy's a big place. You might never, ever, ever you encounter, might not encounter them. Yeah, exactly. Unless you literally go to their doorstep. Yeah. But, but some chapters. And he says he has no son, and you have to walk away. <laughs> and then you launch a goddamn Black Crusade against him. <laughs> For denying you. <laughs> yeah, some chapters might just uh, fall better under authority of other chapters. Some might refuse to work with other chapters. I think of the Minotaurs in this particular <laughs> yeah. instance. Some work against other chapters Absolutely. but are still loyalist. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that's another big dynamic to consider because there's few things in the Imperium that wield as much power as another chapter. Yeah. Um, and maybe not political power, some of that maybe, but definitely like re- realistic military power. Not many can actually like threaten you, but another chapter is one of the bigger threats. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And then last, but in my opinion, but not least, the Inquisition. Ooh, yeah. How does the Inquisition view your chapter? What about your chapter rituals Mm -hmm. or your practices or your genetic mutations or how you view the warp and how you view other chapters? Is that a little sus? Keep it clean, boys. Keep it clean. Don't get too crazy with your rituals because then you might get the wrong kind of attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also it's a good thing to note. When you're creating a loyalist chapter, you could create them as loyalists from your perspective, but the Imperium doesn't see you that way. Interesting. So I can't think of a possible example of such a situation. It sounds a little more renegade. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm implying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, you think you're doing good. You think your guys are all on on the level, but... Right. Yeah, but the Inquisition's after you. Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) like, well, I don't know why... We just like to drink yeah. blood. Or, yeah, it's like, uh, is that blood. so wrong? Yeah, it feels like there's a witch hunt after you, and yeah. the Inquisition is constantly trying to yeah. find fault with you, and you're under harass constant scrutiny. You. Yeah. yeah, harassment, even come, denying you access could, to resources even. It could go it could, as far as coming to blows. Absolutely, it can come yeah. to blows, you know? Um, and that doesn't mean you're... Uh, you're not a bad guy. Exactly. You're, not <laughs> you're a just heretic. a guy that does bad things. <laughs> <laughs> For good reasons. <laughs> but yeah, the Inquisition to me is something that I think it's really important to consider how yeah. you interact with the Like, I wonder, like, how many chapters get, like, just sent on just maybe five-year penitent crusades by the Inquisition. You know, just for minor offenses. It's like, okay, yeah. we could do five years. It's not exactly. a big deal. Like, and that's the thing is yeah. you, you definitely 10, have – 10,000 years is a long time. <laughs> you have the power yeah. to say no to the Inquisition if you wanted. But is that worth it? You know, exactly. What are the consequences of that power? Or is it more worth it to be like, okay, I understand. I'll bite the bullet. Exactly. It's five years. Not a huge deal. Yeah. We can do it. And then we move on. Our chapter has been around for (laughs) 8,000 years. We can deal with this. Or your chapter could even feel genuinely penitent. Like, yeah, we screwed up. This is our fault. We'll do as you say because we deserve our punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, you deserve it. (laughs) Whatever happened to you, you deserve it. I do. Good. <laughs> I really do. The medium, but not the bad. I wish that only upon no one. No one. <laughs> I want to. I want to pass that on. Yeah. Um, any any other things? I was considering putting the High Lords of Terra in there, but I yeah. don't think I don't think most chapters would ever have access to the High Lords. Yeah, like I feel like we have a couple chapters from GW that are like High Lords of Terra chapters. It's like I feel like we have that base covered. I feel like the High Lords they don't need, out. They don't need a hundred chapters. Exactly, right. they yeah. don't need a hundred. So you know, they need they're probably not really. <laughs> Good thing you have True. fifty ideas in there for <laughs> chapters for the High Lords. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's just too much. Yeah. Um. But there's always other power structures out there. Mm. Like even latch just... onto one. Like maybe like your segmentum is run by like uh the Sisters of Battle, and like you really have to relate to them. They have the say in first thing. Like who knows? Like pick yeah. any organization. You could really just come up with a unique tie to it and that's all you need absolutely yeah Um, my space marines all with pilot imperial knights oh (laughs) (laughs) ah you're one of those heretics yes yes should we add that to the top of things we're not going to talk about but you shouldn't do (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no titans in your no titan or knights in your chapter please Um, yeah and that's the other thing like just 
just on a quick little side tangent, <laughs> no Imperial Guard in your chapter. You don't Not ha- as a part of your chapter. You don't no. have that authority. Like, no. you, that you don't, being said, you, do you have can, chapter serfs. You, you can, have cool yeah. serfs that are an army. You can yeah. have a standing army. If you really need that, mm-hmm. you want that, you do that. Yeah. You but, can even run that yourself. I, I have no problem with Space Marines leading massive amounts of like human infantry. Yeah. Absolutely. But to claim them as they are members of your chapter seems so wrong. Members of the chapter or claim them that there's they're an Imperial Guard regiment that now has been right yeah given to your chapter because it's not guard yeah at that point yeah yeah Yeah, there's something completely different they're not battle brothers yeah keep in mind the limits of each organization like you might be really good friends and have cool relationships but keep them distinct right right yeah okay um the next thing i had was and we're getting into the real minutiae of the chapter now so the history of the chapter um, so I thought, what are some moments in the chapter's history that has shaped who they are today? This is where I would focus on, um, you know, create any campaigns that they participated in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you would mark down the battles that you think were, um, kind key. of key. Yes. Yeah, your, your chapter fortress was assaulted. That's a, that's Absolutely. a crucial battle. Your planet event. was yeah. blown up. Yeah. That's a moment you should record and write down. Or yeah. forget forever. Um, there's a natural disaster. Your planet was sucked into a war pole or something. <laughs> Mark that date down. You know? That's a moment where Put it in your diary. But the warp calendar's all fucky, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that there are some things that you should mark down as moments in your history to flesh out and explain maybe why there were changes in your chapter. Maybe it was at that moment that your gene seed has a gra- had a massive mutation. The death of a particular hero that Absolutely. changed the trajectory of your chapter. Um, yeah, and then... Beyond that, because I thought that these could all be things that you create on your own. Beyond that, though, what are some known campaigns and battles that you participated in? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of campaigns out there where it says there were 15 chapters participating mm. and here are four listed. Yeah. Well, that's great. Who are the other 11? Insert maybe, yourself. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you perfect. were there. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of room there for you to add yourself into these moments that actually happened mm-hmm. without trying to say, like, I fought on the wall on Terra <laughs> next to Dorn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there's enough out there that I think you can fill your history. And I do mm-hmm. think your chapter needs a history because chapters give a shit about their history. Mm-hmm. I will argue again if you're lazy or you think that you're... No, no, no. Okay. Well, you don't... I don't want to accuse anyone of anything, Eric, but... I know that we're giving so much and we're not saying that you have to include no, 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 all no. this yes. shit to make What your... I was going to say, though, is your chapter could be newly founded. Absolutely, yes. Right? Your new Primaris chapter, you don't have a history. You're making your history now, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And every game yeah. you play, you, you write down a... your history. You count the kills. And like you put every those Marines on the shelf and you never touch them again. You just buy, buy, you guys buy, love buy, 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 buy. <laughs> Will you give us money now? <laughs> uh, no, that's a good point, though. Your chapter doesn't necessarily have to have a history. Yeah, but if they, if they, if they have been around for a period of years what have they been doing i think yes it's good to know what have they participated in what has shaped them in terms of who they are today so yeah um there's some cool uh fantasy fight stuff yeah yeah absolutely so deeds of legend oh Uh, yes so you know maybe you include some of these deeds of legend that you know you just have this and your chapter tells the tales so 
The figure is remembered as the bane of orcs to an extent that his name is or his name is known to the vile greenskins even to this day. Uh, the next one. It's like Yorick. Yorick's name is known yeah. to the greenskins. Yeah. The individual was Elric. a stalwart enemy uh, of the servants of chaos and slew a demon prince. Wow. Cool. A hero led a glorious campaign um, against a rebel army, defeating the foe and bringing the entire sector back into the Emperor's light. So they give a couple of them there, but like, yeah, come up with like a uh, hero of your chapter. I had an um, entire section built around chapter legends. Yeah, man. You know, like, who is your chapter founder? Yeah. Like, if you know a lot of the genesis of your chapter, if you don't revere your chapter master, give that name a place of honor, maybe a piece of gear that they wore, some relic from ancient times. Or, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> you or, or you disown them. They did something real Absolutely, bad. Absolutely, yeah. And you're but trying to cover it up. Or, either way, yeah. I think it's a really cool aspect to know the guy who did it. Um, were there any other notable peoples involved in its inception? Did they take uh, the uh, squad from the first company of the Ultramarines and make that a new chapter? And so all, you know, 10, 11 of these guys are all founders. Are, yeah. yeah, forever, you know, immortalized mm-hmm. as the creators of your chapter, the yeah. fathers of your chapter, yeah. right? Or cool, like, events, like, this one tactical marine did this really crazy thing, killed, like, a war boss, and he's also remembered forever. Absolutely, right? like, yeah. Uh, do you have, heroes. like, do you have a, a reliquary somewhere? Yeah, where, where you keep you artifacts. Keep, yeah, you keep artifacts, you keep tokens, you keep the memories of your chapter from its history alive yeah. in here. I also throw in, too, like, do you have a particular enemy? Right? Like, yeah. Pref- do you really enemy, hate maybe? orcs, or do you really hate Eldar, <laughs> yeah. or... They did something to you or you did something to them and there's this like grudge that, you know, yeah. you have a preferred enemy. Yeah. It transcends thousands of years. years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can, there's Patriots lots of cool fo- like that. You know, <laughs> it lasts for it a long really time. Last. It can really last. It's, find it a strong motivator to do things and get things done. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing to consider is the culture of your chapter itself. Now we've talked a lot about including like rituals um that the chapter does and i think that is like a lot to do with the culture but the culture is also i think um like if you want to include what's like a daily life day like what's a day in the life of your marine mm. whether they're at at like war on a crusade or maybe they're just in transit um do they place a lot of focus on meditation do they place a lot of focus on camaraderie uh are there Sweat lodges or like separate separate cults in your within the chapter within yeah. your chapter yeah. yeah. Um, do they do gladiatorial pits right? Yeah. Um, a cool thing too with that is something that I totally lost track of. Continue. <laughs> I literally just lost well, my train of thought. <laughs> something that I thought might be interesting to note in terms of culture is the myth, the myths of your cult of your chapter. What are the stories that aren't necessarily history, but they are the deeds and the legends that have been passed down from Space Marine Generation to Space Marine Generation? Um, So you might have the story of your chapter master, your founder, and you talk about the dark days of when he turned against his brother and slew him. And it's like one of the most embellished stories ever told, and it's, you know, a warning against... Um, Avarice. Yeah, sure, exactly. (laughs) Or your pride, you know, like, and it'd be cool. I think a lot, you can tell a lot about how, what a chapter cares about based on what they share specifically with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Flight Games, give some chapter beliefs. Uh, Revere the Primarch. 
the emperor above all honor the ancestors honor the ancestors yeah. i like that one old members of our chapter are better than you guys they <laughs> <laughs> <Stay> right <laughs> uh death cult uh totem creature purity of man steel over flesh and esoteric beliefs you know our chapter's beliefs they're weird <laughs> so we like, like to, to wear it. eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not a phase, mom. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I remember the two things too. Um, some space marine chapters do engage in peacetime things that you wouldn't associate mm. necessarily with space marines. Maybe they like to write and be like warrior poets, poets yeah, or garden. philosophers, or yeah. Sure. Uh, even like one thing. With, I think the imperial fists really like building things. <laughs> yes, like little block towers. That's right. Yeah, or painting. They're miniatures. really good at Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there, it doesn't necessarily have to be war related, but you could have a cool little like thing that they do that's unique to them or like Absolutely. That they practice. Don't yeah. be scared to explore what life is like for your Marines if they aren't fighting a battle. Some might only focus on it and that's totally and yeah, fine, that's totally... but it's also possible that you want to include another aspect of that. Yeah. yeah. And then if you really want to get crazy Tolkien with it, like a unique language. Oh, from your home world, right? And yes. how does that transfer onto your chapter? Do they tattoo scripts on their faces? Ooh. or <laughs> Stop, Christian. <laughs> I can only get so erect. So, erect. <laughs> yeah. so just, yeah, cool things to, and like transferences from their home world to the chapter, mm-hmm. right? What cultural artifacts did they pick up or did they impose on the culture too, right? It could go both ways. Right. Um, yeah, they... they yeah, that's, 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 that's how you normally stop sentences. <laughs> well, I'm done talking. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think chapter culture, it just it's really ambiguous in what that means sure. because your culture might be nothing other than we are soldiers. Yeah. And, but that's a cool And that's culture. totally yeah. fine. Yeah. But you don't need to feel pigeonholed by saying well i'm a soldier so that's all i am that's all i can be exactly yeah if you want your chapter you can to be have, more damn it you can if you more. yeah if you want more don't be scared to write more just never lose sight i think of what the focus of a yeah space like marine once is. your space marine is no longer engaging in combat maybe he's right. not a soldier anymore and that's kind of their whole purpose for yes. existing yeah so obviously keep it within the realms of again with, as with most things a light hand yeah. you know a deft touch. Yeah. A feather fall. Ooh. A yeah. butterfly's kiss. Mechadendrite <laughs> on your cheek. Oh, a little lick from a mechadendrite. <laughs> a prick from its little needle. <laughs> Ooh, that one pinched. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So after, you know, you kind of got what holds them together, what ties them, violence off always <laughs> ties yeah. them. So uh, <coughs> let's talk about how they, like, what is their style of warfare? Like, ground assaults? Do they yeah. like airborne? Do they like drop pod assaults? You can come up with any. What's their preferred method? Like plasma? Uh, what they... a, yeah. As well, like, you can say what they're good at, what they don't like doing. What's their weakness, even? What do yeah. they struggle with yeah. the yeah. most? Maybe they don't have devastators. Maybe they don't uh, yeah. have librarians. Maybe they wear all black and have that's crosses a, on their downside? shoulders. Oh, and <laughs> are there any robes <laughs> and chained weapons in this supposed chapter you're creating? There are both. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, your tactics. I think that, like, I think it's a really important aspect of Space Marines is how you fight. 
Yeah. It, it it is but it isn't because like all space marines are going to be deadly like you yep. could just be any you could just be the run of the mill ultramarines and you're still a deadly space you're marine. the most deadly human and, to exist and you're right. still balanced at shooting close combat you still are the most deadliest person so like when they specialize in something like armored assault or whatever um it doesn't mean that that's all they do they're still yeah more than competent have... at every other area of that's warfare. the baseline yeah. and then what do they specialize yeah. in yeah yeah or do they fight wars with words and drop sick beats on the battlefield? <laughs> yeah. Drop a beat, Brother Caius. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think that you can – like you also don't have to think of something super specific and yeah. niche for your tactic. It's totally fine to be like aerial assault. Drop pod assault. Almost every single time they assault somewhere, it is from the atmosphere with drop pods. Yeah. Screaming doesn't at the matter, top of their lungs. <laughs> doesn't matter whether they're assaulting a hive world or uh, a tyranid fleet or whatever. They just That's what they do and that's what they love doing. And it doesn't have to be like crazy. Like they yeah. do drop pod assaults, but they deploy blah, 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 yeah. specially or something. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep simple it simple. And the light hand for sure. Um and then one of the other things I had is uh, chapter organization, yeah. which – and this is not my forte <laughs> at yeah, all by like, any means. Really, there's only one thing to consider and that like chapters should be 1,000 Marines plus support staff. So in total, you're working with like 1,500 like actual Astartes. You can go higher than that. You can. You really can or lower than that. I but, think if yeah. you can justify it, and as long as it's like a rare exception rather than like the yeah. thing is too. Anytime you break the mold, how does it affect the rest of my yeah. chapter? Now you have ten thousand Astartes. I, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. All of a Are sudden, are you on one planet? No Inquisitor is going to let that stand by. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of chapters wouldn't let that stand by. <laughs> yeah, I won't you know? stand for it. It's yeah. a it's a law. You know, um, Codex Astartes. You know, know it's a law, what but... is your command structure? Yeah, do you have special names for your ranks? Maybe your chapter master is called the. Uh, I'm just pulling a name out of nowhere. Maybe a forge father. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> is he a dwarf? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. Do you have special names for it? Are yeah. you in the regular battle line squads with sergeants? Uh, do captains command your companies? <laughs> uh, do you even have companies? Yeah. How are your companies broken up? Do you have like a split between all your companies? Is it even, or do you only focus on one thing? Is it mm-hmm. is the eighth company only devastators? Yeah, yeah. You know, only aggressors, whatever. Um, those yeah. are, I think, can be really cool things to give your chapter some. Um, identity that is easily marked on the model. Mm, okay. That's, that's yeah, what yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's really easy to say, like, ah, he's a captain. I don't call him a captain, but he has this symbol, and that denotes this rank. Or he wears a cape. Or exactly, he, yeah. He yeah. has this iron halo, or he has this special weapon that's only given to these that, people. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like the idea of having unique companies, um, that's definitely like my pitfall hmm. when it comes to chapter organization and like command structure and all that stuff. Like every company has to have a purpose <laughs> and I like to make them like really weird <laughs> and like mark down like, yeah, there's only fucking fly boys in this one. <laughs> yeah. All the beakies are in this one. <laughs> all the dreadnoughts. Yeah. In company. How many dreadnoughts, Eric? 16. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real weird with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like however you choose to do your weird chapter that you're working on it's up to you just 
don't go over a thousand guys, ideally. I, I think that's a weird pitfall to get into as well. Yeah. Just let the Black Templar have it. Yeah. <laughs> Please. As, as long as you can justify it, I'm okay with it. But it has to be a good reason, and like you said, considering all other yeah. factors, right? Yeah. But. I don't even think the Black Templars justify it. it truthfully, I would not. You just lose count. I would. You yeah, have exactly. a lot of kids, and you yeah. just Hubbard forget just where they <laughs> are. Hubbard would be like, "No, we definitely only have a thousand <laughs> on my ship." <laughs> I don't know about those other guys. <laughs> Big <laughs> galaxy, man. People are running out there with Black Templar crosses. Yeah. What am I supposed He's to like, do? He's like, "Do you know how many crusades we're in right now? It's a goddamn <laughs> eternal crusade, you idiot!" For ten thousand years, I've been doing this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Wow, uh, that was the end of my list. Yeah, yeah, chapter organization. Do something. Don't do something. It really doesn't matter. But it's cool. You can do cool stuff. Absolutely. With it. Like, yeah. yeah. I really like when chapter organization is marked on the model. Mm, like a lot yeah. of these things, your relationships with other people, mm. your gene seed, you can't your see recruitment. It. Yeah. Exactly. It's good flavor and it's good to it's cool to share, but it has no representation on the tabletop. But man, organization, you can get some cool themes going. Yeah, or like even how you decal your models, right? The Absolutely. symbol cool symbols on the shoulders that denote this or that or paint schemes variations, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stripes mean this and you know yeah. X's mean that or squares mean yeah. Yeah. Um a cool thing I I kinda I like personally and I this can be heavy handed, like you said, the light touch, right? Like is drawing from real life and, you know, history. There's obviously a lot of cases for a lot of Space Marine chapters, right? So, like, yeah, you see a cool culture, cool military unit in real life, and you kind of transpose that into 40K, right? What would that look like as a chapter? Yeah. And then you could use that as kind of like your jumping off point. Well, you're still working on that one episode, right, where you're compiling a list of every single known uh, reference. Every. Like, pop culture reference in 40K. And historical. And historical, yeah, historical and pop culture reference. No, I had to drop the pop culture one because that was too much. Too much. It's 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 disappointed a lot of people. It's only 80 pages long so far. (laughs) What's the problem? It is. It's out of control. I've been working on it for three years. (laughs) Three long, hard years. They just keep making more pop culture. So I keep adding. (laughs) But it's true, right? Like, if you're like the Predator franchise right like Absolutely. maybe my space marines are like pro hunters and they go out on like and they do solitary quest. things right exactly yeah. and they hunt by themselves right you can transpose like other fiction into it my guys all wear different color suits like the power rangers right like, yeah as long as you can justify it and it fits within the universe you got to keep in mind right if you try to overdo it and like you know my space marines are mecha titans that come together each limb is a different space marine oh, <laughs> <laughs> and together we form chapter master <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like you can draw from all these influences and kind of make them fit the mold of the space marine right yeah I and guess that's I, a huge draw for a lot of people I, that's definitely not what i do but man it is that is very prevalent in 40k is taking something that you see or you know and marrying it with the grim yeah. darkness of 40k ultramarine yeah. space romans and like you can have like steampunk stuff with the iron hands right like if you have a niche hobby you're like Star Wars elements you can put in. Again, don't get carried away. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, you can easily take stuff from other settings. So and yeah, and hammer it into 40k. Absolutely, a gentle yeah. touch. Gentle. gentle. Well, a small hammer. You know, it doesn't need to be a big <laughs> war hammer. Or <laughs> no. but, yeah. yeah. Um. So the other thing I want to talk about is actually sitting down and writing your 
your lore. Like I'm not an author. I'm not a. I'm not gonna tell you how to do that. But I think there are two things that you need to write when you're writing your lore. The first thing you should get is just like come up with a your pen and su- paper. Pen and paper. Absolutely. Step one. <laughs> sit the fuck down. <laughs> Not option. That's optional. Oh, it's, that's say. optional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Shit. to write lying down. But uh, I, <laughs> you evil person. <laughs> that's why it's taking me so long to write oh, this how episode. Do you do that? <laughs> oh, that is gr- the paper's just <laughs> yeah, it's all custom. <laughs> the graphite is falling <laughs> off in my eyes. eyes. That's why you're the worst Christian. That is why. <laughs> just because I do things the hardest way. <laughs> Why is it so hard for me to do this? <laughs> Christian, you could just sit up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. And I won't make that joke. But, uh, yeah, so come up with two separate lores when you're writing your lore. Come up with one sentence where it's just like, this is what your lore is. This is your one tagline for your lore. So when I ask you, what's your lore about? You got you got your one sentence direct, uh, structured and you know how to actually communicate your 15 pages of lore right. with one, one sentence. sentence. Yeah, there's that something is to be essential. There's something to be said for having like a succinct, mm-hmm. well thought out word that can convey the theme. Mm-hmm. Like that, <laughs> that, that, that complicated one's... sentence. It's ironic, but but yeah, like that is just <laughs> as important. <laughs> that is just as important as your 15 pages of lore. Yeah, your ability to roll up to a table and tell somebody, yeah, these are my pyro drakes. I really like salamanders and fire. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, yeah. Something that is easily recognizable mm-hmm. and digestible by whoever's mm-hmm. hearing it. And, and like relevant too. like we don't need like a whole big history of it all in certain formats. Yeah, absolutely. Walking up to a gaming table, you don't need that. <laughs> you throw a book at the other you player. Don't, read this don't. before you fight me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know so. we're supposed to be playing for the next three hours, <laughs> but I actually need you to read this and then I'm going to test you on it <laughs> when you're talking <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and when you're writing your lore, like, it, we've had so many listener lores. It really doesn't matter how you come about writing your how you share your body. Yeah, yeah, first person, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but I think you do need the two separate pieces. You need your one-liner and you need whatever else, however long you decide to write it. But Your long form and your short form. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good piece of advice. Too many people, like – you say, oh, what's it about? And they give you the look like, are you fucking prepared? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> sit no, down. For no, a no. sit down. <laughs> yeah. Give me the teaser. Let's see if I'm interested. Absolutely. And then let's yeah. get to Yeah, it. if I ask more questions, then obviously tell me more of your yeah. story. Um, if I don't want to hear it, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it's bad and you should feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> like if I yeah. – do you remember my word bearer army that I wanted to do, which is still sit rattling around oh, in yeah. my brain? Like my – sh- never done with you even though you think you're <laughs> yeah, done with it. So. <laughs> my short form is – uh, genetic possession through the ages. Cool. Yeah, right? like you include a couple buzzwords in there, genetic and an, oh, very nicely said. Yeah, like that's that would be my short form. Yeah. Like my guys are possessed genetically over the course of the millennia. Yeah, and, and boom, you've caught my interest now. Yeah, and then I, you know, I'll give you the the story later. Yeah, but when I write it, <laughs> but yeah. And the other one is if you have a blank stare and you're like, oh yeah, these are just my models that I slapped together. <laughs> That's nice, too. One of them's painted. The rest of them. <laughs> Great plastic. I didn't even paint hey. that one, though. Are you talking about me? <laughs> I'm talking it about... It sounds like you're talking about me. <laughs> I'm talking about half the guys out there listening to this. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I really had. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter to me if it's a story or if it's a like a document or if it's just like a vomit of information. <laughs> yeah. It's also just really nice to be attached to the models that you've spent so many hours. And dollars. And dollars on. Yeah, have yeah. that – get that emotional attachment to them as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so let's do one more question around the table. We, we've all been in this hobby for a minute. We've all created Astartes chapters. So do you have, like, off the top of your head, your favorite Astartes chapter that you made over the last course of your hobby? Do we count heretics? Uh, for No, let's not for this Ugh, episode. That's my good one. My only good idea I've had. <laughs> <laughs> so... Honestly, like, I have not built a lot of loyalist Space Marine chapters of my own design. Hmm. Um, I really like to stick around the Black Templar, and I really like to stick around the Grey Knights. And the Grey Knights, there's not a lot of room to build, like, a successor chapter for them. Yeah, or, so, or even lore for them necessarily beyond their killing demons. Yeah, so I, I feel good about the lore I have written for the Grey Knights. Yeah. Um, the only problem is it's not in the 42nd millennium. The stories that I'm writing are thousands of years in the past mm. to not interfere with anything that's Current happening that's, currently. That's cool. That's a good way to do that. Like that yeah. used to be the way of 40K is, yeah, you would write <coughs> 40,000 and not 41st millennium stuff, right. you know? Yeah. So I, I feel good about that because yeah. what I'm writing is pretty it's pretty unique and it's definitely not something you see talked do about or something. Do you want to share any well, of it? Well, it, it's the Hall of Champions. Mm-hmm which is uh, inhabited only by paladins, venerable dreadnoughts, and chaplains. And so I've started this story uh, about how they took on a sacred duty to make sure this one imprisoned demon never escaped his bonds. Yeah. And that's, like, the whole premise of this thing. Yeah, there's, like, this demon bound on, like, this asteroid that's just flying around the galaxy, so these great knights are just stationed on it, guarding yeah, it. Ex- and people raid it to try to free the demon. Yeah, like, things like... Because the demon is slowly trying to break yeah. out of his thing, so he's calling warp creatures, he's yeah. calling cultists, he's possessing people to get them to come, so it means that anyone can come attack me in any battle I have yeah. can fit but also the asteroid itself is hurtling through space gets sucked yeah. into warp holes and gets shot out <laughs> in other parts of the galaxy so it's also impossible for the Grey Knights to effectively reinforce them because yeah. I, I didn't like the idea of like oh uh, a never ending like perfect scenario like these Grey Knights know that they're pretty much going here to be by themselves <laughs> until they die or find a way to deal with this demon. Yeah. And they figured that the best way to deal with him is just leave him locked up. Yeah. And so that was and like... so cool. Like, I just picture, like, this asteroid flying past pa- planets and, like, this demon corrupting the planets. Ab- as it goes fl- by. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His touched like, corrupts everything mm-hmm. around him in space for hundreds of thousands of miles, yeah. right? So that I like writing in that. Even my Black Templar. Like, I had a Black Templar army. I didn't have, like, a, a successor yeah. one to them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really only in the heretic armies that I felt my soul alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt like my creative juices really start to go. But I will say, doing this... I have now have a half-baked <laughs> idea for a chapter, and I can share it right now. Yeah, yeah. So all I... The, I had a vision. It's a ghost. I was drunk. <laughs> it's a ghost of an idea. It's a whisper of a ghost of an idea, ah, really. The ghost of the future. But I had this idea of a fleet-based chapter um, who was operating with as little contact as possible, and the only way they could rearm themselves was hunting these caches down that in previous history, their chapter had a very noble 
um, reputation and they were like beloved by everyone. So they had little fortresses all over the galaxy okay. because people really liked them. Something happened to them. Now they are in kind of disgrace. Mm. Uh, they are kind of hunted down if they're seen <coughs> by Imperial people. But yeah, they're just hopping from cash to cash. Did you just turn them chaos? So hunted down <laughs> they're by not, the. Imp- they're not chaos. You snuck no, it no, in no. there. Yeah, you snuck it in. <laughs> you dirty heck? bastard. Maybe it was a little too obvious. <laughs> no, they're not supposed to be chaos, but they're definitely not regarded the same way they yeah. were. So they are. They've fallen out of steam. It's a dying chapter too, nice. because they lack the replenishments from the administratum for gene seed their materials are constantly degenerating they can't upgrade no one is willing to give them ships (laughs) so they are going to be forced i think to either die out or now a life of piracy yeah so that was like the half-baked idea i love the idea of these caches like stockpiles all around the galaxy and them trying to like fight their way to them (laughs) because this is what how what they know and it's part of their history do they know they expend all the ammo to get to the cache that they get from the cache which is only ever enough just to keep going yeah exactly it's sad so sad. <laughs> I made myself cry. <laughs> that was that was the half baked idea. Uh, it doesn't sound very half baked. Sounds like you put a lot of thought into this. And Seems... you're really trying to just. My brain definitely wasn't just working this whole time. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what's yours? What's like your uh, chapter you created? So I think it's uh, it's my primaris chapter. Believe it or not. Oh, I don't know this chapter. Have you not listened to Lorehammer? I've talked about it on here before. You're uh, lying. On, on the Mark and Trevor episode, I actually read out um, my lore for this. But basically, it's essentially uh, a space marine from the Imperial Fist is sent to go train a new Primaris chapter. So this old school marine takes these new Primaris marines and beats them into shape and basically turns them into old school marines. So instead of having intercessors, you have tactical, tactical marines. Oh, okay. So, but they have yeah. all the Primaris yeah, um, but basically it just would be true scale Astartes. But yeah. Um, <laughs> what a workaround. What a workaround. Here are, we are. Are they Imperial Fists? <laughs> They're a successor. They're a successor. Um, I forget what I called them. Um, I had the chapter master name and then it was like the chapter master's name. Sucked. Was it a variation okay. of your name by chance? <laughs> might have been, might, might um, fleet based or planet based? Uh, they are fleet based. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how do you, did you ever figure out what their recruitment was like? Uh, no, like it, it's just a primary chapter. It's new, I it's see. whatever. It's not even anything, but you know, I can't, I, I can't say pyro drakes now because you know, there's no primaris in them. So it's just, just well, your like chapter that. can change and grow. No, they died out. Man. <laughs> I killed them. One too many crusades. They didn't recruit. They didn't. The pyro drakes were awesome because they looked <laughs> like pyro drakes like the name was so slapped on every imagery (laughs) and like there were scales (laughs) covering everything and dragons there were some parts where the gimmick got me on that one but uh, they just really fell into it i think but you knew exactly what you were looking at oh do these guys like dragons and fire (laughs) yeah but yeah if you want to hear like my actual written out um primaris lore for my chapter go check out the mark and trevor forever episode um it's the very <laughs> last lore i share on that episode so but i think i would do that chapter if ever i'm doing another space room chapter okay a way to do primaris yeah nice but you know well never we don't do primaris no 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 we don't call that 
here. Um, I also really obviously like the Libra Malleus. Um, but it's a soft spot. It's a soft spot. Yeah, for sure. But they have some cool lore. Maybe we can put some Primaris in them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I take I that back. Don't I don't want to die tonight. <laughs> uh, Christian? All right. <clears throat> I'm going to open up my Google Drive. Oh, oh boy. I'm going to go through all my folders because there are many. <laughs> 40K lore projects. Uh-huh. <laughs> projects. Factions, Primarchs, Planets, Space Marine folder. Uh, click that one. And we'll scroll through all the hundreds of chapters <laughs> that I have personally authored, forged, created images of, yeah. and uh, in your- fully fleshed out. So if you want to sit down for the next two and a half hours, we will break down Christian's top 45 chapters. Can we do an episode where we just, like, take command of his Google Drive (laughs) and just, like, what's the craziest thing on this drive? (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) My deepest thoughts are on this drive. Um, I'm finding – I'm trying to find one that kind of fits with everything we've been talking about because some of them are quite radical. Um, Not in, like, a crazy, crazy way, but they just kind of break the chapter mold. Um, I'll give you one that's not super fleshed out, which actually I kind of like was inspired by one of the Warhammer episodes. Have you heard of Crotalids? <laughs> so I, oh, I called shit. Mark. Yeah, I called Mark one night. I changed my answer. <laughs> you wanna, I, I do you want to flesh it out? Do you want to flesh it Christians out? Well, I, I can't remember all the details. It was like literally like spitballing ideas yeah, at so Mark in the moment. It was basically the reason why they're found is because goddamn crotalid migrations are a serious concern, <laughs> like a serious galaxy-wide concern. So the chapter is based <laughs> off of like they have a high. Uh, amount of like psychers who are prognosticators so they tap into like the I'm just going to call it the hive mind of the crotalids to see where they're going to migrate and they send, send the chapter there to like Cut defend do you know how they do it they actually have to take a crotalid body yeah. and they exhume it yeah. they take its skeleton and then they perform, Eat its brain. they perform a ritual around like the body of the crotalid to try and determine when the next crotalid one will happen nice so but yeah, essentially they're crocodile hunters. And I don't want to take it to like the crocodile. No, oh, I'm gonna show no, them. No, you son of a bitch! <laughs> right up his butt. <laughs> ah. Uh, but yeah, you can you could model them so cool, you know, with all yeah. the leathers, and absolutely. All the, yeah. the chapter symbol is obviously gonna be like a crocodile. There's yeah. fangs hanging off on their necklaces, yep. attached um, to their guns. We had a whole thing about how they were hunters. They were kind of I my personal inspiration was a little bit of the predator in that, yeah. right? Where they're hunting, just hunting things. dangerous creatures. Yeah, yeah. And do uh, they only go after crotalids? No, no, no. Like the, they're prognosticators. Once every hundred years, they're like, okay, there's there's a huge invasion. Here and in the meantime, they're doing other yeah. space. Okay, runs, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think another cool thing. I can't remember if this is thing, but. Did they use jump something jumping through the warp or hmm. I can't remember if that was a thing or not with no, them. I don't remember. Um I, I the other thing I remember teleportation about them is, assault? Was yeah, that... like they like to do that, obviously, but um the other oh fuck. I know we should have written it down because it was so good. Like and every idea we had we just like bounced off another idea yeah. and like it was just I was on a crocodile kick for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, there are no crocodile space marines and I need yeah. that. And it just kind of like yeah. spiraled into this awesome chapter, and then we both daydreamed, and it's yeah. like it's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> you you could take that chapter crazy too, like you could you know turn all the Astartes into like crocodiles, like not not literally, but like <laughs> in thought where they're just like cold and calculated. Yeah, they're and, quiet. There's and, like, something about them. You being know, like you quiet. rip off their arm, and they're like still just standing there, just like a crocodile would. Like they just yeah. If you've seen any, like I was like I said, I was on a kick on documentaries on crocodiles and there's like videos of them like getting limbs ripped off and they don't even flinch right yeah. like they do not register it right yeah 
So, so well, yeah, you, you they got really... the lizard brain for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. and they were like super ruthless and. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. I wish I wish I remembered so, more details. Do they try and model themselves after what they think these crotalids like um, represent? Like we want to be no, as no, sturdy I, as a crotalid. No, and, no, I like to think that they more despise them. Ah, like, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I'm this, is a, this isn't uh, this is not a totem animal for them. This right. is a hunt. Interesting. Yeah, um, and a hunt of extermination. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. And that's how they conduct all their business. We exterminate. I like that. Very cool. Yeah. And they were green and skinny. <laughs> they, they were green. Oh, yeah. It's now all I can just try and think is like, oh, this thing we mentioned or how does my chapter fit into that? And yeah. what's the meaning there? So very cool. Yeah. Uh, I think what we will do is I'm going to like tidy up this thing that we talked about and we'll put it in the Discord. So if people want, they can take a peek at this, maybe – bounce their homebrew lore off of this use it as like a, a sounding board yeah if they need to if they would like um if you think you we should add to this um yeah. that could be kind of cool we miss too. some hard and fast rules that you think are essential absolutely yeah like obviously this is not exhaustive or definitive i don't know it's pretty exhaustive and pretty well you're exhausted even, that's different <laughs> But, but yeah, I, like there's, there's obviously stuff we missed. Yeah. So let us know what you think is really important when you're considering your Space Marine chapter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let us know if you enjoyed this style of episode. We will do more if you enjoy them. Um, let me know if you like Christian on the episodes too. Yeah, because we, <laughs> we, we, we can get Christian back on. Unfortunately, this was no. his last time. No! Thank you so much, Christian, for joining us. It was us. always a pleasure. Yeah. Now I'm not going to leave, so it's never my first time or last time either. I'm just always yeah. here. <laughs> uh, uh, you're living in my garage now. Uh, uh, well, thank you, Mark and Christian and me for showing up and doing shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you to you, the listener, for listening to shit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to all our watchers for watching this shit. Yeah. Um, Go subscribe to our shit. Yeah, donate your you know shit what? to our shit. We just, <laughs> so I just put let us some brand new. <laughs> we just put some brand new merch up. So check oh, out nice. that shit. What where? Uh, it's on Spring or Teespring. Teespring. We'll okay. put a link out on our Facebook, and you can always check out our Discord because we're always bumping in there. Yeah, uh, lots of shit going on. Yeah, uh, that's fun. That's nice. Uh, Yanari. If, oh my god. If you're interested in them, shoot me a message. <laughs> I've been reading, I've been trying to listen to the podcast. I'm like, god damn, I'm so uninterested in them. But they are essential and we need to talk about someone send me a message to inspire me about Yanari, you need your brain, <coughs> yeah. any of these. The, the Inkhand, the Incarn. Yeah. There's so much to unpack <laughs> that none of us are really big Eldar guys. So Well, I, I was talking Eldar to guy. Christian Shut about up. it. And this was literally okay. like our conversation. It's like, yeah, so they can come back from the from the dead um and then christian's like so what's the cost of that well you lose a little bit of yourself and then christian's like well you would have been dead though (laughs) so it's still a plus so they just roll from battlefield to battlefield so send me a message inspire me i want to talk about them but i just they deserve an episode they do but i'm just at this point where it's like okay so they can bring stuff back from the dead that seems all powerful and it's i i need i need he needs more i need more it yeah from it what, what? Do I, don't need to, I don't need to share my own prejudices and problems with it. I can save it for the episode. Yeah. Just send can... me some stuff. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.